Today is the last message in the series of Let's Talk. We've had a good time. I've enjoyed it. We've talked about different subjects. My son has ministered. I have ministered. Different ones in peripheral ministries have ministered this. That it's time to talk about the Word of God. It's time to talk about what we can accomplish. But today on this last message, I think it's appropriate that I want to talk about awaken. Awaken. Can you say that back to me? Awaken. I believe it's time, as I've spoken for the last few weeks, it's time for an awakening. It's time for a shaking in our houses, in our homes, in our church. It's time for a mighty move of God. I need a mighty move of God. You need that move of God to take you and move you out of your, out of your dead condition into life. From, those, from that, I just hear in my spirit, from that strangled position. You feel like life is being strangled from you. I want to tell you, if, as we awake to the power of Christ, the grip that's around you will be broken. You may say, well, preacher, you're right. When will it happen? We need the awakening. We need the power of God. We need a mighty move. We need a shaking. When will it happen, bishop? When will it happen, pastor? Well, let me tell you when it will happen. When we decide, when you decide, enough is enough. The truth of the matter is, enough is enough. I've seen my father back when I was a little boy. He would he'd be going through some kind of physical trauma. Or maybe it was a a, a a ligament tear or a muscle strain and I've watched him as he suffered and all of a sudden he would get angry at his condition and he would literally say enough is enough I will not do this any longer I believe in the power of Jesus Christ and I'm going to go forward if 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 I fail or fall I'm still going to walk in faith and that was him I can tell you more about that later but let me tell you there was a time he couldn't even make it to the pulpit he sent my mother to church with his outline. And before she ever got up, he showed up at the church to preach his sermon. Why? Because he said, I'm going to go down these steps, devil. I'm going to walk down my steps. Because he was staying on the second floor of our house. He said, I'm going to walk down these steps. And if you're going to kill me, this is a good time to do it. Because in the name of Jesus, I'm going to my church to preach today. And guess what? He did. I can tell you more stories like that. But that's good. It's when you decide, you decide, as he did, as I have done. Enough is enough, and you take a stand in faith and demand action. What you do not demand, you will not command. There's your statement. What you do not demand, you will never command. It will command you, but you will never command it. That's a powerful statement. How do we do this? How do we get this experience that we're looking for? How many of you want it? Raise your hand right there in the screen. Raise it and wave it at me. How do you get this awakening? Simple. How do you become a part of the awakening? The awakening is upon us. But the truth of the matter is, will you be a part of it? How do you do that? You literally pray your position. I like to say, as the old timers did, pray down the awakening. You need to pray your stance in the awakening. Pray your position in the awakening. Another one is you got to praise down the awakening. I'm going to praise my position in the awakening. Another one, I'm going to worship until I walk clearly with clear sight, clear vision, and I'm awake 
in the awakening. I want it. You don't know I'm tired of coming into any service, whether it be here or someone else, and everybody in the house is just dead. It's time for me to step up or you step up and say, Lazarus, come forth. Why would you do that? Because we've been dead and we've been in the tomb and we even stink, the Bible says. But now it's time to bring ourselves out of the tomb. Yes, sir. We need to commit to the cause of Christ, which is, in fact, real life. What is real living is when we commit ourselves to the cause of Christ. You may be saying right now, well, I'll tell you what, I've lived a long time and I've never seen anything like that before. And I want to say this to you too. Doubting sir, doubting ma'am. And as long as you sit idly by with a lack of faith attitude, you'll never see it. Could I say that one more time? You say you've never seen anything like that before, and you won't as long as you sit idly by with a lack of faith attitude. And I really believe that that's what happens in our church services. People don't have enough of faith in believing that God is actually in the house. That Jesus Christ really is present. That his angels are around about us. How many people believe that the angels are around about us? Well, the Bible says it. Matter of fact, it says we're encompassed about with a great cloud of witnesses. They're around us all the time. And I say we need to awaken to this and arise and go forth and do the work of God. That's what I'm talking about, you being victorious. You say, well, I don't know. I want you victorious. I want you to succeed. But you'll never do it outside of Jesus Christ. Oh, you'll have a temporal success, a temporal glory, but it's never lasting. I promise you. It's like the old football players. They may have won the Heisman Trophy, and now they're working at a gas station. Because it was temporary. NFL players that won the big rings. They won the Super Bowls. And now they're on walkers. Are you hearing me? It's temporary. God help us. What are you talking about this faith that you're talking about, Bishop? Faith brings the presence. And the presence brings the power. And the power brings results. Do I need to say that again? Faith brings the presence. And the presence brings the power. And the power brings results. Are you wanting results? You're going to have to walk in what we speak. This power of belief. Because the presence of God is paramount. It's not something that you can live without. The presence of God will literally change, Pastor Kenny. It will change our communities. It will change our atmosphere. The presence of God, most importantly, will change you and your family. You wonder why Johnny and little Sue is not making it? Why is it now that they're teenagers and some of them in college and they don't want to be in church anymore? They don't want to go to church. I'm going to tell you why. So listen, you may get angry at me. It's because you never trained them to go or be a part of church. You didn't train them. Train up a child in the way you'd have him to go. The Bible says, and when he gets old, they're not depart from it. Sooner or later, they're going to wake up and realize, I need God's house. I need the presence of God. Why? Because it changes things. Say that back to me. It changes things. 
So how about right now? Well, let me just say this. As I minister, I feel the presence of God. I feel the presence of God being transmitted through this device today where you can see it on your own screen. I believe the presence of God is here and now, and all you have to do is to decide. You decide if you're going to just look at it or you're going to jump in. What are you going to do? What do you mean by that? Well, let me just liken it to this, which I've used this illustration before, but bear with me. I can go out and look at a beautiful swimming pool. Maybe you're in Aruba. Maybe you're in Cancun. Maybe you're in South Georgia. Wherever it is, you're seeing that beautiful pool. And you can walk out and say, that's a beautiful pool. And it's hot outside. It's so beautiful. Look at those little ripplets in the water. It's gorgeous. But as long as you just observe the water, you'll never experience the water. Observe the pool, you'll never experience the pool. Well, how do I experience the pool, Pastor Ariel? Tell me. I've got to jump in. I have to jump in in order to experience the pool. And that's what I'm talking about, the presence of God. We, we want to observe it, but I say it's time to walk in it, live in it. Awaken. Awaken. It's time to wake, out of the, wake up out of this sleepiness. The Bible teaches that. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. We need to awaken. So what does the presence do, really, Bishop? What does it really do? Well, I have to take you to the Scriptures. Philippians 4.19. But my God. Who's God? God. Say it. My God. See, that's where you have to be. I don't care where you're watching this. You're in a hospital room, an office. You're in some other state. You need to stand up and say, but my God, he belongs to me. I make it personal. But my God might supply. No, that's not what the Bible says. But my God shall supply all your need. What is my need? I need him for life. I need him for love. I need him for for healing. I need him for for a, a blessing that goes beyond the temporal. All your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. By Christ Jesus. He sealed it, signed it with his own blood. It's a covenant that God himself honors. God honors the blood covenant that his son shed on the cross of Calvary. So something I've said for years as I ministered, all my needs are met through Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Can you say that back to me? All my needs are met through Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Now hear this. My need, your need. Say that. My need, your need. Because there's several people in your house there. My need is not greater than my God's ability. You think it's too great to say, but Bishop, you don't know what I'm going through right now. It's a little difficult. This one, I don't even know. if I've heard people say this, actually. I don't even know if God can handle this. Friend, you're living in a state of delusion. If you think God cannot solve your little problem, he's the one that created the heavens and the earth and the worlds that we explore. He created all things, and you think he can't deal with a little problem like you've got arthritis or you've got diabetes? There's people right now that's being, uh, the doctor said, I don't expect them to live. They had COVID. But we prayed. But we prayed. But we prayed. 
you don't understand how important it is for you to pray. But we prayed, and now they've come out of the intensive care. They've come out of the ventilator, and they're starting to get better. You say, well, that was just medical science. No, that was my God. He shall supply all my needs. All my needs are met through Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. My need is not greater than my God's ability. Let me say it over and over again. Your need isn't. If the things we read in the Bible really happened, and I don't have time to go through them, but there's many miracles, many signs and wonders, many exploits. If the things we read in the Bible really happened, then there's no reason at all why it shouldn't happen in the here and now. It should be happening. I should live in it, walk in it. And when I talk to somebody on the phone, they should sense it and feel it. When I speak to you by means of Facebook or YouTube or whatever, however you're watching this, if it's really true, you should sense it. You should feel it. My God. If he did it then, he'll do it again, as Pastor Kenny used to say and still says. There's no reason why it shouldn't happen right in the here and now. Not in the sweet by and by, but in the here and now. I'm a here and now person. I don't know about you, but somebody says, I want to give you something. Well, give it to me now. No, I'm going to wait for a special time. No, no, don't wait for a special time. Now that you've told me, I want it now. I want what you got for me now. That's the way my wife is. Don't hide it from me. Let me have it now. Can you say now? That's what I want in the here and now. Don't put off tomorrow what you can do today because you may not have tomorrow. <laughs> Praise God. I'm going to be victorious because Jesus is my God. The Bible says in Hebrews 13 verse 8, Jesus Christ, this is good. Whether you like it or not, in this simple little verse we read, in, we read to our children, Sister Kathy. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was Jesus in my yesterday, in my past, he's Jesus in my today. And guess what? He'll be Jesus in my future. Yeah. Heaven and earth will may pass away. This body may turn to dust. Hear me when I tell you. My body may turn to dust. But Jesus is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. In my past, in the here and now, and in my future. Oh, Jesus, he takes me from this dimension of glory to another. He lets me see those things that cannot be seen and hear those things that cannot be heard. He allows me to walk in his, his miracle-working power. I love this. That turns me on right there. When the devil says, you're finished, you're through, say, no, no. No, no, no. Or your mind tells you you're finished and through. No, no. Why? Well, the same Jesus that was yesterday is the same Jesus today. And the hope we have is that he'll be there in our future because he will be. Matthew 18, 18. Verily I say unto you, most assuredly I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth, if we're going to awaken, we need to awaken to this. We need to hear this clearly. On this, the last sermon of the series. Oh, so it won't be the last time you hear this verse from me because it's powerful. 
I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So whatever's going on in your life is because you haven't bound it. He said, Bishop, I want you to bind it. How about you binding those things in your life? How about you speaking to those things in your life? How about you speaking to your health and well-being? You can speak it. You're a part. If you love Jesus Christ, you're a new creation. And you've been created to, to exploits. For exploits. I've been created for greatness, not to be hobbling around like a cripple. Not to be sick and suffering. I'm here to be a champion. And that's what he's called me to do. Oh, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I want to loose today. Loosen today. I want it to be loose today, your health, your peace, your prosperity, and your where, whatever process you're in in salvation, I want you to complete it. Now, let me ask you this. Can what I just be read be done in the natural? Really? Well, if it can't be accomplished in the natural, then it has to be a supernatural occurrence. That's why we talk about Jesus. Someone said, you know what, you need to preach a message and not mention Jesus as much, or the church as much, or God's people as much. Well, then what am I going to preach? Am I going to be Dale Carnegie and just give you a, a, a word of something good and pleasurable and you're happy? No, the only thing that changes Alan Meshagan is the power of Jesus Christ. Hmm. If it can't be accomplished in the natural, then it has to be a supernatural occurrence. What are you saying? We need, we need, you need, we all need an awakening. We need an awakening. Listen to this. God, through Jesus Christ, gives his children, you, supernatural power. And you have not because you ask not. You don't believe in it or you'd walk in it. You say, well, I think I believe. Let me tell you, how about, have you, are you walking in covenant? Let me break this down just for a moment. If you're not walking in covenant, you can't walk by what he's saying here. What do you mean by that? The covenant of the blood of Jesus Christ. The covenant of the body of Christ. The covenant of giving. All those things are covenants. And you have to live in those covenants or you can't, you can't get the blessing of the covenant. Amen? It's a power. The power I'm talking about. That God has given to us all that love him. A power far beyond the realm of the natural man. The natural man can't see it. The natural man will not hear it. To the natural man, it's foolishness. But to the man that's been touched by God, he knows that all things are possible. God gives his children this supernatural power to bind certain things in their lives. We need to awaken to that. Some of you need to bind. You've got a, you have a habit right now. You're walking in with habits that you want to get rid of? Have you ever thought of speaking to it in the name of Jesus? I bind this addiction to alcohol. I bind this addiction to nicotine. I bind this addiction to overeating. Most Americans need that one. <laughs> bind it in the name of Jesus. Say, I will not walk in this anymore. I will not live in this anymore. And watch God move. We need to look at the word. The Word of God as it declares that we have the power to bind certain things and spirits that hinders us. Look at this. If we just come together, if the body of Christ, if believers come together, what happens if they just believe 
Watch this verse 19 of Matthew 18, 19. And again I say unto you, not only the first time, he says, again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And wherever Jesus shows up, there's life. Wherever Jesus shows up, there's healing. Wherever Jesus shows up, there's a plan. There's destiny. There's purpose. Because when Jesus shows up, he's not just the life of the party. Hear me. Jesus is not just the life of the party. He is, in fact, the party. And I love him. I'm talking to you now, friend. If we are to believe the word of God, we have the power. If we're going to believe it, we have the power to bind sickness, the power to bind disease. And those things that trouble us, those troubling spirits, speak to it. How many of you are troubled when you go to bed at night and troubled when you get up in the morning? You start feeling your mortality. You need to speak to it and bind those spirits that are talking to you. I'll never make it. I'm going to be just like mom. I'm going to die at a certain age. Or my daddy, because he died at a certain age. Or they had this sickness. Listen, you need to get rid of that mess. And say, in the name of Jesus, I'm a new creation, I'm a new person, and I don't fall under that DNA because now I've got a new partner in my DNA. It's, the, it's Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ. If you can only believe, say that back to me, if I can only believe, and join your heart in faith with others, you can bind all the works of the devil, all the works of the enemy. Jesus came to defeat the devil and all his works. What is that? Sickness, infirmity, sin is the devil's work. It's not God's work. And if this is true, then we have the power then to say, stop it. Halt. Cease and desist. How? And what through? The power of the living God. When two or more agree in faith, I'm almost finished. When two or more agree in faith, then the Lord sees in heaven and demands the evil or the devil to be bound in that situation. What do you mean? The devil will only back up. That evil will only back up. Those troubling spirits will only back up and claim defeat when God's children ask in faith through the name of Jesus Christ. It is his authority that has defeated the enemy. Do you still love me? See, I believe in what I preach, and I do love Jesus Christ. I'm always ready to give an answer for the hope of my calling. It doesn't matter where it is, and whether you know I'm a preacher or not, or a teacher of the Word. I can be at Walmart, I could be at Target, I could be at a friend's house, and if they ask me a question, I'm going to show them and walk them through my calling. Who am I? Who are you? Because, see, I still believe Jesus is the Lord. I prayed for somebody a week or so ago that didn't call me over as pastor, didn't call me over as bishop, called me over as just a friend, does not attend my church. But after talking to them and after a tearful expression, they wrote me the next day and said, this is what they said, it seems as though I have a new peace and I have faith to go on. My God, that's what it's all about. I don't want to condemn you. I want to resurrect you. I don't want to defeat you. I want to put feet on you. I want you to be able to walk. 
So I'm going to pray for you right now, and I'm going to trust God for all that he's done. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, all my needs are met through Jesus Christ. And all their needs are met through you, Lord Jesus. So I'm asking right now to move in a mighty and awesome way. Lord, let him realize that we must awaken to righteousness. We must awaken to the power of God. We must awaken, Father, to your, your, all your promises, which are yea and amen. So, Father, right now, touch. Right now, bless. Right now, anoint. And, Father, set our feet on a straight course, a straight path to do what you've asked us to do. Lord, I know that they've heard the message, and I know that many are awakening to these things right now, and they really believe that all things are possible. So I thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, it shall come to pass. Well, God bless you. Thank you for sharing this message on Facebook, subscribing to YouTube. Thank you so very much. Thank you for your support, and I'd love to see you in the house. East West Church, a great group of people, friendly group of people. And I promise you, no matter where you came from or what denomination you are a part of, you will be welcome in our house. So God bless you. Until next time, just know that I'm praying for you. I believe in you because God believes in you. And all things work out perfectly as long as the Lord is in control. Thank you.